Welcome in, guys. Hope you're all doing well. It is a Tuesday edition of the Chief Zone. We usually don't do episodes on Tuesday, but today, of course, a big exception to that because of the 53-man roster uh, coming out for the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, a lot of, uh, you know what? I, I'll say this: it's been uh, it's been kind of an interesting day for the Chiefs. I think they definitely made some interesting moves uh, with the with the roster that some people did not see coming. Um, obviously, things got started very early Tuesday morning with the report about Amir Smith Marset. I'll get into that shortly because I know a lot of people have thoughts on that. Um, in fact, people are still commenting on the post that I uh, had uh, from this morning about Amir Smith Marset. Um, so uh, probably a surprise to some, not a surprise to everybody because uh, of the amount of receivers the Chiefs were dealing with. Uh, so they were able to get value out of one of those receivers. Um, but then, you know, things got a little interesting as the day went on. Um, I think the Chiefs made some very interesting decisions today. Um, may, and I'll say this too. Yeah, I don't think the roster is horrible across the board. I, I think they've got some good things uh, to be excited about. But I think there are some decisions that uh, some people did not see coming and some decisions that people maybe have more questions about than answers. So, for example, I will say right now with the defensive tackle spot, uh, well, let's get the obvious out of the way. The big one right there, Chris Jones, uh, he has been placed on the reserve slash did not report list. So he is not part of the 53-man roster. And a lot of people have been asking this, so I'll just clarify this right now. Um, the Chiefs are not going to be paying Chris Jones. So as a result, whatever Chris Jones was supposed to make for that week, and that includes the bye week too, whatever Chris Jones was expected to make that week, uh, that goes back to Kansas City. And initially, they get some cap space out of that. So there is some good there. Somebody was asking about um, the practice squad and signing free agents whenever it's time to uh, add players whenever there's injuries because – that is part of the sport, unfortunately. Um, yeah, there will be some players that the Chiefs will be adding throughout the season. And Chris Jones not being there is going to help the Chiefs kind of fulfill that uh, because you need to be able to get players as the season progresses. So um, I, I, the, the defensive tackle room got a little interesting here because they added Neil Farrell from Neil Farrell Jr. from the las vegas raiders they sent a sixth round pick to the raiders so uh, i i'm just trying to think when was the last time the chiefs made a trade with a division rival i, I it's been a while uh i know andy reed did this once before in philadelphia very famously sending donovan McNabb to the washington redskins um and for a while people thought the eagles made a mistake because the redskins were leading the AFC or uh, NFC East at one point, I think with a one and two or two and two record very early on, but obviously that didn't pan out uh, the way Washington wanted to, uh, but these are rare. I, I, at the end of the day, 
you know, I, I don't think Raiders fans are losing sleep that Neil Farrell was sent to the Chiefs, and I don't think Chiefs fans care so much about sending a six-rounder to the Raiders. So I don't think this is like a huge deal at the end of the day. It's not anything that uh, is driving sports talk radio, you know, all over uh, the country right now. People are talking about, no, this is probably one of those under-the-radar trades that nobody cares about. I think the only thing from a Raiders standpoint, Raiders fans are a little confused because Neil Farrell Jr. is a fourth round draft pick at a Louisiana state from last year. And uh, I saw, um, I, I can't uh, remember his name right now. Josh DeBeau, I think uh, who covers the Raiders. Uh, he, he commented, he, he tweeted, posted, whatever you want to call it. Now uh, he said, basically the Raiders gave up already on their fourth round draft pick from last year. Um, so I mean, look, it's the Raiders. <laughs> what are you going to do on that one? They, they miss out on, on a lot of their graphics. Uh, but yeah, they already gave up on Neil Farrell, sending him to the chiefs, uh, which is interesting. Like, if, like, I'm just thinking if, if the chiefs, uh, the only trade partner they had for Amir Smith, Marset was the Raiders. Would you do it? I wouldn't. This is a guy who with his speed can do a lot of damage. We'll, we'll get into Amir Smith, Marset a little later, but the Chiefs put Chris Jones on the reserve, did not report list. They added Neil Farrell. Uh, I was surprised that they let go of, uh, and his name escapes my mind right now, the former defensive tackle from the Giants. Why is he not on here? Uh, there it is, Danny Shelton. Um, he came over from the Giants last year during training camp. Uh, and he stuck around. The Chiefs wanted him to stick around, and I thought that was kind of an encouraging sign for him. So uh, I thought there was going to be something out of that, but no, uh, they let him go. Uh, maybe there's a chance he comes back to the practice squad. We're not 100% sure on that. Here's a defensive tackle room right now. You have Derek Noddy, Treshawn Wharton. I think those are going to be your two starters for week one in nine days. You have Keandre Coburn, who you drafted in the sixth round. You have Matt Dickerson, and you have Neil Farrell Jr., who you got from the Raiders. You look at your defensive ends, you have George Karloftis. You have Mike Dana, B.J. Thompson, who they drafted this year in the fifth round from Stephen F. Austin, Malik Herring, and obviously Felix Anudike Uzama, who you drafted in the first round. A lot of rookies on that defensive line. Um I don't know how many of those, uh, how, how many snaps those three are going to see in week one on the defensive side of the ball. But I'll tell you right now, man, that is not a very good looking defensive line. It's just not. Um, and I didn't really think about this until now, but I, I just kind of thought about this hypothetically. If Chris Jones was not holding out, maybe I would not notice this because Chris Jones maybe masks some of the, um, some of the lack of depth on this uh, defensive line, which I guess maybe is why they drafted three de defensive linemen. But uh, this is not a very good defensive line. I mean, Derek Nadia, yeah, he's been around for a while, but what has he done for the Chiefs? In fact, I'm just looking around. I think Derek Nadi might be the most tenured player on this defense. So I, I don't know. Like, how are people going to look at Derek Nadi going into the season. This is the guy that has the most experience on this defense. Again, I'm double checking. I'm going through. Uh, when was Justin Reed drafted? Justin Reed. Um, I mean, even if Justin Reed is older, um, Derek Nottie has been on this team longer. Uh, Justin Reed and Derek Nottie were drafted the same year. 
2018. Interesting. So, yeah. Okay. Uh, I see a lot of you guys are commenting. I will get to your comments shortly. Please uh, keep them going. If you have questions, comments, whatever you want to ask or, or, or get off your chest, uh, please comment um, uh, in the chat, and I will get to those shortly. Uh, appreciate those who are watching on Facebook and on YouTube. Appreciate those who are not maybe watching or listening live, but maybe listening to uh, to the archive version on Apple uh, Spotify, wherever iHeartRadio, tune in. Uh, we're everywhere, a- anywhere where you can download a podcast, we are there. Um, so appreciate everyone who uh, uh, who's been uh, subscribing, listening, all that. Uh, linebackers: uh, Willie Gay, Nick Bolton. Uh, no surprise there. Leo Chanel, Drew Tranquil, uh, Jack Cochran. I thought was going to make the roster. Cam Jones was kind of the surprise, uh, pleasant surprise. Uh, undrafted rookie this year. You look at the cornerbacks, Jalen Watson, Nick Jones, who the Chiefs drafted in the seventh round this year. Uh, Legereus Need, Trent McDuffie, Joshua Williams. I like the cornerback room. I really do. Uh, we don't really know what's going on with Legereus Need. Is he going to be moved to the pup uh, shortly? Which, by the way, I, I should have said this at the beginning of the podcast. I'll say it now. If you read the title of the podcast, it does say initial 53-man roster. Things are going to change. Listen, I'll give you an example right now. The Patriots, uh, they only have one quarterback on their roster. That's obviously going to change in 24 hours, maybe 48 hours, but it will change for sure this week. So a lot of the... A lot of the things you see on these rosters, and I think I think the Cowboys or maybe another team uh, a year or two ago uh, for their initial 53, they had only one quarterback, but obviously they changed it shortly afterwards. So uh, things are going to change uh, as the week goes on. I would be willing to bet that you see at least two different changes with the roster by the time we get to week one uh, for the Lions game, that is. Uh, the one that a lot of people are very curious the most, uh, Legereus Need. Um, we don't really know what's going on with him if he's going to be ready for that Week One game against Detroit. So there's a very good chance he gets moved to the PUP. And I'm just quickly looking at the Chiefs' cornerbacks. I mean, maybe Boodle or Boydo. A lot of people liked Boydo. I didn't really see much out of him. Maybe it's because he went to Kansas State. I don't know. Um, but it's possible one of those guys comes back. I know Haliassi uh, had some hype as well uh, in training camp and in the preseason a little bit this year. Um, maybe some Taylor, uh, Reese Taylor. Yeah, one of those guys. Uh, we'll see. Uh, okay, so that is the defense. Uh, oh, I forgot to go with the safeties. Um, kind of a minor surprise to me. So Justin Reed, Brian Cook, no surprise there. Uh, and then your backups, Mike Edwards and Shamari Connor. I was a little surprised about releasing Dion Bush. Um, I did. I, I well, I, I I will agree. I'll admit five safeties is a bit too much. But I just did not see them giving up on Deion Bush. This is a guy who they signed last year in free agency, right when Tyreek Hill got traded. Not that those two signings or the signing and the trade to have anything to do with each other, but that just kind of reminds me of uh, when that happened. I remember that because Deion Bush tweeted, "Hey, Chiefs Kingdom, what's up?" And then he goes, "Oh, I'll I'll I'll, I'll come back later because 
that was not really a good time to ask Chiefs Kingdom how they were doing because Tyreek Hill just got traded. Uh, but hey, uh, it didn't it didn't hurt the Chiefs in the long run. Okay, uh, let's go over to the offensive side. By the way, I see your comments. Much appreciated. I will get to those um, soon. So uh, bear with me. Uh, quarterback. Uh, shocker. Patrick Holmes is the starting quarterback. Blaine Gabbert's the only other quarterback listed on the team. I thought they would carry three quarterbacks for sure. I thought they liked Shane Buchel. And again, he's he got to clear waiver wires. So or maybe he will clear waiver wires. So if he does, I can see him coming back to the practice squad and then maybe coming back to the 53 uh, because you just never know. Uh, Patrick has dealt with some injuries here and there. So it would not be a bad idea to have a third quarterback on the team. Running backs. Okay, this one uh, generated a lot of uh, I, a lot of a lot of conversation on social media a couple of hours ago. So Isaiah Pacheco, Jarek McKinnon, no shocker from anybody. Clyde Edwards-Alaire is on the fifty-three, and that's it for your running back room for now. Again, obviously, this is the initial fifty-three man roster. Uh, Clyde Edwards Alaire surprised a lot of people, and the Chiefs, uh, in the process, they let go of LaMichael uh, Perrietta, I think is how you say his name. I, I, I said it wrong before, uh, or Perini. Um, and then who was the other running back, Daenerys Prince, which was a bit of a surprise because this is someone that uh, the Chiefs have been checking out on special teams as well. Again, if they clear waiver wires, there's a chance that you'll see some of these guys either back on the practice squad or maybe with some changes with Legereus Need going on the pup or whatever the case might be. You might see one of those guys come back. I I, I feel like if the Chiefs had a 50, if there was a 54 man roster and the Chiefs could have. Saved one of the uh, saved one guy that they let go. I I would like to think it was, uh, Perrien. I, I don't know. I'd like to think it, it would have been him. Uh, that's just my guess. A lot of people are very surprised that Clyde edwards alaire is still on the team. So that one, uh, definitely uh, raised a lot of eyebrows. Uh, let's see. Obviously, there's no fullback, tight ends. This one was a bit of a surprise to me. So you have Travis Kelsey, Noah Gray, and Blake Bell. That's it. The Chiefs haven't shied away from carrying four tight ends before. Uh, and my guess is it's it's maybe because they have so many wide receivers that they like that they decided to focus more on uh, extra wide receivers than an extra tight end. Uh, okay, so that leads me to my... By the way, uh, a lot of people thought Blake Bell was going to be a surprise cut. He ended up staying. Uh, the tight end that they let go was Matt Bushman, the guy who was kind of like on the roster bubble. Um, they also let go of Kendall Blanton, uh, former Missouri Tiger, but I don't think a lot of people were really expecting him to make the 53-man roster. So uh, moving on to the wide receivers... I don't think anyone's surprised by the seven. Once the Amir Smith Marset trade happened, people pretty much knew MVS, Kadarius, Tony, Sky Moore, Justin Watson, Rasheed Rice, uh, your second round draft pick this year, Richie James, and Justin Ross. A lot of people very excited about Justin Ross this year. Um, in fact, uh, kind of got leaked out a little early that Justin Ross made the team. Let's talk about Amir Smith Marset because I had eight wide receivers on my 53 uh, man roster. Um, and 
I, I said there's no way they're putting Amir Smith-Marset on the practice squad because they know someone's going to scoop him up. Obviously, the Carolina Panthers saw something in him, trying to give Bryce Young a speedster to work with. And I really hope that – I, I really hope, it, it, you know, they use him and not just, hey, we traded for him and gave up a late-round draft pick. Okay, we're going to let him go. Because sometimes you see that kind of thing happen at times. Uh, didn't the Chiefs trade Laurent Duvernay-Tardif to the Jets for Dan Brown, a tight end? And then they released Dan Brown, and he went right back to the, jet, to, to the Jets immediately. I'm hoping it's not one of those moves, because I really think Amir Smith-Marset played his ass off in the preseason. Um, which, listen, it is the preseason. I get it. Uh, but I will say this. Certain things that happen in the preseason are not going to change a whole lot in the regular season, such as field goal uh, kicking, punting. Um, I think something like speed. Uh, if someone's showcasing their speed in the preseason, that's not going to change suddenly in the regular season. And I think with Amir Smith-Marset and the way this offense operates, I thought Andy Reid for sure was going to find a way to um, try to keep uh, Amir Smith-Marset and try to utilize him with this offense. A lot of people thought Justin Watson was going to be the odd man out instead, but because of his contract, it just would not have been a doable thing, which again, kind of that's the business part of, uh, the roster cuts. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, they, they decided that, uh, Amir Smith, Marcel was the odd man out, which I think is kind of disappointing because I just think with his speed, man, there, there's so much you can do to, to destroy opposing defenses. So, uh, perhaps, uh, maybe in, in, in an alternate universe, we can, we can, uh, watch that happen. I, I mean, listen, I guess they're banking on guys like Kadarius, Tony and Justin Ross to stay healthy. Uh, Sky Moore and Rasheed Rice are your recent second round draft picks. And I think there's maybe some hope that one, maybe even both of those guys excel. Uh, Richie James, this is somebody who did very well in New York's offense. Not a very good offense in general, but he was their lead, uh, uh, their uh, leading receiver. And now he's coming over to Kansas City. And MVS is a guy who's got great speed, also pretty good size too. Um, and someone who's going to be a leader on this team. Um, here, I'm just looking at the uh, the fifth the the wide receivers right now. Who was on the team? So when the Tyreek Hill trade happened, none of these wide receivers were on the team. None of them. None of them. Maybe Justin Watson. I'm not sure. But none of these wide receivers were on the team. MVS got signed right after the uh, the trade happened. KT obviously got traded during the season. Uh, Moore got drafted after the Tyreek Hill trade. Rasheed Rice just got drafted this year. Richie Rice, they just got this offseason. Justin Ross, they got after he went undrafted. So Justin Watson, when exactly did he sign? Let me just look at that real quickly. I'm sure it's on his Wikipedia if I can find that. Uh, Justin Watson has a blank. Uh, oh, there it is. Uh, he signed... February the 4th, 2022. Okay, so he was the only wide receiver who was on the team when um, when the Chiefs traded Tyreek Hill. So, yeah, a lot of new faces. The wide receiver room had changed a lot. I mean, you had guys like Demarcus Robinson, McCole Hardman, uh, Byron Pringle. I, I mean, not last year, but... Uh, you know, I'm just talking about the last couple of years. Uh, you've had some wide receivers who have been around for a while. So uh, the wide receiver room has changed a lot in one year. Crazy.
Okay, the, the last one I'll go over offensive line from left to right. Your starters, Donovan Smith, not a surprise. Donovan Smith, Joe Tooney, Creed Humphrey, Trey Smith, and Jawan Taylor. You look at some of the backups here. Uh, Prince Tego Wanagu, Mike Caliendo, Nick Allegretti, uh, Lucas Niang. I'm actually excited that, that Lucas Niang is sticking around. And this year's third-round draft pick, Wanya Morris. So who got let go? Um Last year's fifth round pick, and I'm trying to pull up his name because it escapes my mind right now. Obviously, I just mentioned uh, mentioned Austin Ryder, he, um, interior offensive lineman. Uh, he was let go. Darian Kennard, that's who I was thinking of. They got him uh, from Kentucky last year. Uh, was a little bit surprised. I know he shifted to guard a little bit, and the Chiefs were trying to experiment with him there. Uh, must not have liked what they were seeing from him in, in that um in that department, Anderson Hardy, uh, versatile offensive lineman. Uh, he was let go. Sebastian Gutierrez uh, or Gutierrez. Oh, my God. One of those pronunciations, right? Uh, so the offensive lineman that uh, that they let go. Um, a couple more. Uh, Jerome Carvin, uh, he was put on the uh, injured list. So uh, not necessarily uh, released, but uh, waived injured is, is where they uh, put him. Nico Remigio is also uh, on that list too. I did mention Rick Nico Remigio uh, for the um, for the wide receivers, but yeah, he was on there. Ty Scott from Missouri State. So some of you guys might have some uh, some interest in that because he's a local kid, uh, went to a local college, not one of the big name colleges, but still, um, some people were pretty excited when they uh, when the Chiefs signed him uh, a couple of weeks ago. Uh, Cornell Powell again, another wide receiver who the Chiefs drafted a couple of years ago. I think that might have been his last. Um, Last time in Kansas City. So in general, I like the wide receiver or the, the offense as a whole. Um, I like the offensive line. I really do. I think it's going to be better than last year. Uh, and really, you're just evaluating the offensive tackles at this point. Unless something goes horribly wrong with the interior offensive linemen. Um, I think the offensive tackles are already an upgrade from last year. Uh, it would be... A, I mean, listen, you can't do much worse than last year. You, you literally had... Uh, the left tackle and the right tackle who led the league in pressures allowed at their positions. Uh, so you can't really do much worse than that. Uh, it'd be damn near impossible. And if that happens, oh boy, uh, those two signings are going to be quite a miss. Uh, Joe Tooney, Creed Humphrey, Trey Smith, love those guys. Lucas Niang, I was actually really glad they, they kept. Um, I really liked Lucas Niang a couple of years ago when he was uh, starting at right tackle for the Chiefs. If you guys recall, Lucas Niang was drafted in 2020, but he opted out to play that season uh, because of the pandemic. So in 2021, you had Creed Humphrey at center, Trey Smith at right guard, and Lucas Niang at right tackle. You had three rookies from center to uh, right guard and right tackle starting for you. And I thought those three played great considering that I'd never played in the NFL before. So I was really excited for Lucas Niang uh, when he was coming back last year, but unfortunately we just never saw him. Um, and they stuck with Andrew Wiley all the way to the end. Uh, but obviously they chose not to retain him nor Orlando Brown jr. Um, which not a shocker. Um, I like the offense. As long as that offensive line stays together, they, if that offensive line stays healthy, I think a lot of good things are going to happen. Uh, I love the wide receiver room. And I, again, the wide receiver room, that's the big if right now, <clears throat> excuse me. Um, uh, Canarius, Tony. I mean, that guy can do a lot of damage. So can sky Moore and rich James, uh, Rashid rice, obviously got to work on his hands. We saw that in the preseason. 
Uh, Justin Ross, uh, listen, uh, this guy's already uh, got a comparison uh, to AJ Green from Dan Orlovsky on ESPN. Uh, a lot of people thought Justin Ross was a first round draft pick up until his injuries. So, boy, I mean, if this guy pans out and stays healthy, this is going to be a steal. Uh, this is going to be a huge steal and could end up being one of the best undrafted uh, players um, to start his career as a chief in, in team history. So I'm very excited to see what Justin Ross does this year. Uh, there's been a lot of hype for a year and a half now almost. So this is someone who I think um, a lot of people are going to keep an eye on, and uh, they just want to see him go out there and uh, play ball. Um, I, I, I hope he's not on the inactive list anything early on. I, I want to see him from the get-go. Um, I think this is someone that the Chiefs can uh, can do some damage with on, on the field to opposing defenses. So uh, hoping for the best in that one. Okay. Gonna start reading your comments now. Jeff is batting first. Running back should have kept four of them. Yeah, let's see. Let's see again. This is the initial fifty-three man roster, so we will see. Um, in the coming days, what they decide to do, and where they decide to go there. Uh, next question comes from Allison. When will the practice squad be named? That's a really good question. Should be within the next two to three days. Should be should be soon. Should be before the end uh, before the weekend. I would imagine. Uh, okay, this question is coming from a lot of people. Uh, let's get into this. So uh, Blake's asking, why the hell did we keep Clyde Edwards Alaire? Okay. Um, one, I think it's, you know, he's a first round draft pick. So you don't want to maybe admit giving up on him just yet. I think Clyde Edwards, Alaire can do some good things, um, as a rotational guy. Listen, his yard per carry averages is, is not bad. It's good. Uh, but he just has not lived up to that first round, uh, potential. He just hasn't, um, he's only had a couple of a hundred yard games uh, I remember his rookie year, he was second in rushing six or seven weeks into the season behind Derrick Henry. Like, if you have more rushing yards than everybody not named Derrick Henry back in, what year was it, 2020? You're doing a pretty damn good job, especially considering Patrick Mahomes is the main guy on this offense. Um, so for a rookie to do that, I don't care if it's a first-round pick or, or an undrafted guy, I thought that was a pretty good job by uh, by Clyde Edwards-Lair. But unfortunately... He has missed a lot of games in all three years. He's been injured. Um, so why did the Chiefs keep him? I'm not sure. Uh, I, I know it's not for cap purposes. I mean, releasing him was not going to give you a lot of help cap-wise. Um, so, I, you know, I, I don't really have a good answer for you in terms of why they kept him. I thought they were going to release him because I don't even think a, a team would have tra traded for him. Um, so... I don't know. See, Travis saying CEH is a wasted roster spot. Yeah, a lot of people not happy that Clyde Edwards-Alaire made the team. Uh, last year on contract, he knows the playbook. He'll be a good fit. In, he'll be a good fit in if someone goes down. Uh, I think you're referring to Clyde Edwards-Alaire. Yeah, yeah. He needs five downs to gain three yards. Boy, you guys are not holding back whatsoever. With the uh, with the Clyde Edwards Lair thing, man. Dan says, if I were any offensive coordinator besides Nagy right now, my game plan for the Chiefs would be really simple: run the ball straight up the middle. That is a fact, right there. I do not disagree with that one bit. 
Um, time of possession will be really telling in early games this year, assuming Chris Jones is still out. If you're an offensive coordinator, how many, uh, how would you plan to beat the chiefs in the first six? I mean, that's a fantastic point, Dan. I'm not, I'm not opposing anything you said right there. Um, yeah, I was thinking about that today when I was looking at the roster cuts and I looked at the the defensive line, I said, boy, if you're playing the chiefs and you're not running the ball, you're an idiot. You just are. Um, uh, I, I, I just, I just, here's the thing. How do you beat Patrick Mahomes by keeping him on the sidelines? Meaning you don't beat him. You keep him, uh, away from the field. Um, I remember the chiefs, uh, they played against the Broncos in 2014 in week two. I've, I've said this before, but, um, the chiefs had a, uh, had a drive to end the first half. Uh, 10 the second quarter. Then you have halftime, which is about 12 minutes. Then the Chiefs got the ball to open up the first half, or excuse me, the second half. They had a 10-minute drive where they missed a field goal. I think it was a 19-play drive. Uh, again, exactly 10 minutes on the dot. Uh, missed a field goal. Imagine that. And I think I think the kicker was Cairo Santos, too. He had just beat out Ryan Suckup for the job. Um, anyway, my point is, CBS put up a graphic on the screen, and they showed that it had been in real time. It had been 43 minutes since Peyton Manning had last uh, been on the field. So that kind of thing right there. I mean, time of possession, that's a real stat right there. Um, Obviously, you know, I I think the three most important ways to win in football turnovers, number one, um, number two, win the battle at the line, line of scrimmage. If you're on offense, protect your quarterback. If you're on defense, get to the quarterback. If you can win that battle, you got a really good chance of winning uh, a lot of football games. Um, And the third one, time of possession. Uh, A lot of that happens with running the football, Um, maybe kind of managing the game a little bit more uh, than the deep threat. Uh, The Chiefs don't win the time of possession battle a whole lot. uh, One, because their defense has not been perfect, uh, but more so you see the Chiefs, um, and we didn't see this a lot last year, but in years past with Patrick Mahomes, you see the chiefs have a lot of quick, short drives where they're scoring. Um, yeah, they've had a few three and outs here and there. Um, uh, even the best offenses have that. Um, but man, uh, if you're, uh, if you're the chiefs, uh, you definitely need to be ready on defense because teams are going to run it down your throat. If you cannot stop the ball, this is why it's really important for Nick Bolton and Willie gay. I mean, if, if I'll say this right now and I don't think he'll win it, but if the chiefs somehow have a top 10 defense without Chris Jones, Andy Reid 1000% has to be in the running for coach of the year. And in fact, I think that will lead, um, uh, spags to getting some, some, uh, some consideration for head coaching jobs out there. Uh, I don't think it's going to happen. Uh, the top 10 defense part, but man, um, I don't know. Like I agree with you, Dan, 100%. That's, uh, that's what you got to do. If you're playing the chiefs, I don't think so, bro. Uh, Steve, I almost called you Brock. You're it's like, um, Will Farrell said, uh, in Talladega nights, he has two first names. Um, no, no, I'm just giving you a hard time. No, the answer is, I don't think so. Um, not sure I would have to look. Uh, yes, Justin Ross making the team. Uh, excited for that. Uh, Brett also is not happy about quite boy. Uh, this is gonna be a long live stream. I just know it. 
Uh, are Richie James and Remigio our new returners? We don't know that quite yet. Uh, Remigio is uh, he was waived with a chance to come back. Richie James, I think it's safe to say he is maybe because who who were the Chiefs considering? Daneric Prince, Amir Smith, Marset, Perrien. I mean, those guys are for now gone. Um, Richie James was part of the uh, mix, and he's back. Um, I would maybe wonder if Kadarius Tony would maybe get some consideration coming back. I don't know. Maybe they want to keep the load on him a little light, or I don't want to say a little light, but as light as possible by not letting him do uh, special teams return duties. So there's a there's a possibility of that. Those are young secondary playoffs. Good without questions. A really good question from Joseph. This was a huge concern of mine last year. I said it before the season. I said, how in the hell are the Chiefs going to survive in the secondary? Because they have a ton of rookies. And Trent McDuffie went down early with an injury. Jalen Watson played a lot early. Unexpectedly, Josh Williams played a lot early. Brian Cook uh, got involved a little bit. Man, that secondary did great last year, I felt like. Um, And now, with, again, uh, I, I mentioned on the defensive side, you don't have a strong veteran presence on the defensive side. You have Derek Nottie, who uh, was drafted in 2018. Justin Reed, he's in his second year with the Chiefs, but has been around the league since 2018. Outside of that, this isn't a defense that has uh, a lot of long uh, tenured veterans. There's a lot of youth on this uh, uh, th- this entire defense. You look at LeJarius Need drafted in 2020, Trent McDuffie drafted in 22, uh, Brian Cook, 22, Shamari Connors, a rookie, Nick Jones, a rookie, Josh Williams was last year, uh, Jalen Watson drafted last year. Uh, when was Mike Edwards drafted? The um, safety from Tampa Bay. Uh, He is 27 years old, so 2019 is when he was drafted. 2019. You have a lot of young guys in the secondary. Um, Not not saying that's a horrible thing. It's not a bad thing, but uh, last year with the way they played, I thought they played great. Now, with... um, with some question marks with the defensive line, which I will say right now, I, I, I'm looking at that defensive line, man. I'm not not thrilled about it. Um, I really like George Karloftis. I thought he stepped up in the second half last year. I mean, even in the first half, when he wasn't getting sacks, he was getting a lot of pass deflections. So it's not like he was just struggling completely uh, as a rookie. So he was getting a lot done uh, last year. Um, I like what I saw from Karloftis. Uh, FAU, uh, you know, um, he, he, he played a lot of snaps in the preseason. Didn't see a lot from him that got me excited. So, you know, I'm hoping FAU can maybe start, uh, the start progressing a little more because shit, man, your defensive line needs it more like really badly. Uh, they just need it right now. Um, and you're holding out hope that guys like Derek Nadi and Tershawn Wharton, uh, or maybe a rookie like Keandre Coburn can maybe be a surprise here. I said this on Facebook earlier today. I really hope Keandre Coburn can be another Brett Veach steal. We, we've seen some big Brett Veach steals in recent drafts like Trey Smith, Jalen Watson, Isaiah Pacheco. Can Keandre Coburn be that next guy? Um, I hope so. I was really excited when they got him. Uh, and I know uh, we got some, uh, some uh, Longhorns. Uh, who are Chiefs fans 
so uh, I think uh, there are a lot of people who are uh, excited about that because of uh, the fact that he played college football not too far from here. So uh, he's a big dude. He really is. We'll see. Um, we'll see what happens. Uh, he's probably going to play a lot. I, I think the Chiefs are going to be doing a lot of uh, experimenting in the next couple of weeks, uh, maybe trying to figure out who do they like the most, that defensive tackle, uh, not named Chris Jones. Um, because right now you don't have Chris Jones, and I don't know what the likelihood of him even coming back after week eight. The, the whole thing just seems like it's um, it's just a lost cause. I, I, I don't know. I know some of you guys probably have questions on that, so we'll get to that shortly. But Joseph, you raised a good question. Lack of a uh, pressure up front might hurt that young, uh, that very young secondary. Everything is good on the Chiefs except our defensive line, unless somehow the defensive. Yeah, yeah. I ju- I just said that exact same thing, Luis. So yeah, I agree with you. Uh, Cincinnati bungholes says, I'm sorry. That, that that's never not going to be funny to me. People think I, I'm running that account guys. I'm literally doing this live stream and that account is posting. Um, <laughs> what would you ask for Chris Jones in a trade? Yeah. There are already some rumors out there about what, um, what, uh, teams are offering or what the chiefs are looking to get. Yeah. I mean, if Chicago's willing to give two ones, do it. But I don't think they will, because um, those could be two very high ones. I mean, listen, obviously, I think Chicago is going to have faith in themselves, so they're maybe holding out hope that Carolina's season is going to be not as great in that they could maybe get uh, a, a high one from from them. Um, I listen. I, I made something similar to the Jared Allen trade or the Tyree Kill trade. Uh, you're getting a uh, a big threat at the defensive line. I mean, that's what you're getting uh, in Chris Jones. So it, it's got to be something big. Trade for Bosa? Huh? I don't know. Maybe, I suppose. Um, here's what I will say, because I've seen some Chiefs fans throw out the idea of Jonathan Taylor and a Chris Jones trade. I do not agree with that. Because um, first of all, I mean... Uh, the Chiefs are not going to pay Jonathan or uh, Jonathan Taylor. I think I said Jonathan Jones. Uh, yeah, they're not playing paying Jonathan Taylor. But if he was coming on a rental, I don't think he would mind playing on a rental for a Super Bowl team. And you know, you want to bolster your offense if your defense is bad. Fine. Listen, if the de- if the defense is going to be bad, okay. But bolster the offense however you can. Um, and listen. Uh, obviously the Panthers saw enough of chiefs preseason football to trade for Amir Smith, Marset. I'm sure the chiefs have paid attention to other preseason games too. So if maybe there's someone that can bring some good speed at the running back position, cause they're pretty full on wide receivers right now, there's a possibility that, you know, following these initial cuts, they might go and grab and steal some running back that can bring some good speed. Uh, maybe uh, LaMichael uh, Perini can do that, but obviously they didn't think that uh, for the initial cuts. Uh, Blake's hoping uh, Matt Bushman will be signed to the uh, practice squad. Yeah, there's a possibility of that. That is uh, possible for sure. Um Anyone that thought Clyde wasn't making the 53 was drinking the Kool-Aid. Uh, Blake, I think it's the other way around. I, I, don't, I don't think anyone's drinking the Kool-Aid if they thought Clyde was going to get cut, but, you know, he's he's on the team. Yeah, you know, I, a couple of people are excited about the, that one, uh, Samuel. Um, some people are excited about Cam Jones. 
sticking around. Um, I think that's your biggest strength right now. Um, the the linebackers. I think that's your biggest strength on the team, followed by tight end. Aren't we all? Aren't we all, Quentin? Aren't we all? Amir Smith Marset really showed off during the preseason. He was constantly creating space and making big. That's what I'm saying, man. I think you can carry that over like that. Listen, if um, if a defensive end is constantly going after the quarterback and getting big plays, getting sacks, getting pressures, well, maybe that like doing that in the preseason, maybe that changes to the regular season. But for something like speed, going out there and uh, creating space good route running. Um, I mean, that kind of thing does not change drastically in the regular season. Sure. Maybe you might face a defensive back that could maybe be better prepared for that kind of thing. But with that kind of speed, Amir Smith Marset has, I could, I could have seen Andy Reed just, you know, having a field day with him. Um, so I'm, yeah, I'm a little better. They traded him. Um, but Hey, I mean, what are you going to do there, there? There were just too many wide receivers to, uh, to account for. I still don't understand the rationale for signing uh, Jawan Green six days ago. What do you gain by a long shot signing? Okay, this is, uh, and then cut the guy. Okay, this is a good question from Dan. Um, so the same thing pretty much happened with Danny Shelton next uh, last year. Um, I asked this question too. Like, if you sign a guy with one preseason game left to go. What kind of progress do you see? And I'll say this, Dan, like, you know, to sign someone, you know, with that short amount of time, you're not going to, you're not, it's going to be hard to get the hang of things, but maybe there's a possibility that they keep him around on the practice squad and that he'll, he'll come back a year later and try again for the chiefs. There's always that possibility as well. Cause a lot can happen a year from now. Um, and if Juwan Green does not get picked up by anybody, then he might come back and uh, give it another shot. And if, you know, if uh, Justin Watson moves on or if MVS gets traded, I, these are hypotheticals, obviously. Um, there's a possibility that, you know, it'll, it's going to open up some doors um, you know, that'll allow guys who maybe signed right before the cuts, um, maybe an opportunity to try again. Uh, with Jones, we are a top 10 defense. Without him, we are a bottom five. All these people that say trade him better think twice. Everyone is going to matter in the AFC. Gary, I don't disagree. I don't think anyone disagrees with what you're saying, but wh wh what do you do right now? And again, here's the thing, because people, whenever someone says trade him, you have people like Gary, and I'm not shaming you, Gary, but you have some people who are defending Chris Jones saying, how are you going to have a defense? And that's a valid question. Here's my response to you. If you sign Chris Jones and give him what he's asking for, okay, great. But your salary cap is going to be in a really bad spot to try to retain guys like Nick Bolton, Creed Humphrey, Trey... Those three guys right there, 100% are going to demand a new deal next year. All three of them are really in position to demand a new contract. Um, how are you, if you're struggling to keep uh, Humphrey and Smith, how do you replace those guys? I mean, you uh, hit a home run when you got first round quality players outside the first round in Creed Humphrey and Trey Smith. Replacing those guys, 
those two not going to be easy. And that leaves you two big holes on your offensive line that you have to fill. And, you know, I, I think when you have two young guys like Humphrey and Smith, you want to keep those guys for a very, very, very long time here in Kansas city. That's the goal, right? Um, you want that, uh, you got to protect your quarterback. Um, again, I know what a lot of people are going to say, and I've pointed this out before. So, you know, understand I'm, I'm acknowledging what Chris Jones has done. People have asked, you know, without Chris Jones, we don't win the AFC championship game against the Bengals and we don't win Super Bowl 54 against the 49ers. I agree. I have pointed those two out hundreds of times on here. Um, also, I don't think the chiefs get to those points without protecting Patrick Mahomes. And that's saying something because last year, Patrick Mahomes dealt with a lot of pressure um, with uh, Orlando Brown and Andrew Wiley giving up more pressures than anyone at the left and right tackle positions. And he still won MVP. He won Super Bowl MVP. He led the charge on a bad ankle with those two, uh, with those two bad tackles. I know there's a big deal about zero sacks, zero sacks, but yeah, Orlando Brown gave up seven pressures in the AFC championship game. Um, you, you got to pick and choose. This is the, this is the worst part about a team as successful as Kansas. The chiefs have just done a fantastic job of drafting in, in the years uh, past, um, you, you know, getting guys like uh, Chris Jones, Tyree kill Kareem hunt, uh, Creed Humphrey, Trey Smith, Isaiah Pacheco, Jalen Watson, um, Nick Bolton, Legereus Sneed. The Chiefs have found a lot of great players outside of the first round. Um, unfortunately, you just can't keep everyone. When, when a lot of these guys want to be uh, the highest paid player or very close to it at their positions. I agree. I agree, Marcus. Uh, I'm excited for that. <laughs> I don't I didn't even think about this, Glenn. All seven costs less than Tyree Kill. My I would love to look at the uh the, the, how much they're all making and compare that to Tyree Kill. I would love to look. I've never thought about this before. So really good point, Glenn. Good point. Um will Steve be able to play? It's a good question, Scott. We don't know. Uh we'll find out in the next 48 hours what happens with the uh practice squad, the PUP, all of those things. Uh, I'm going to, whoops, I'm going to stick with my prediction, Lewis. I'm going, uh, I'm going 15 and two. That's what I said when the schedule came out, I'm sticking to it. Uh, glad they put Chris Jones on the team reserve for not showing up. Yeah. Going to save some money there. Uh, CH knows the offense. Well, that's a huge, that's huge for a read offense. Okay. I, I can understand that Craig. That's, that's one uh, justification for that. Not a lot of people are going to agree, but there it is. Uh, does anyone else remember when we, ha uh, when we have the Super Bowl parade, he wasn't, uh, oh, uh, yeah, because Clyde Edwards had an opportunity with some, like some fashion show, some modeling opportunity. Yeah. Um, I think Willie Gay did not attend either because it was his birthday and he spent it with his family. Okay. I mean, I don't mind. Listen, how cool would it be to have a Super Bowl parade on your birthday? How many people can say that? Um, <laughs> Uh, let's see here. Uh, I, listen, I see a lot of Clyde Edwards alert comments, so I'm skipping over those guys because we've kind of uh, beat that topic with a dead horse. Uh, let's see. Tyler says just never bust a big play. Okay. I mean, this is a different CEH comment, so I appreciate that. 
Uh, I don't I, listen. I don't disagree. That's why he's probably going to be the number three back on the team. It's going to be mostly Pacheco and McKinnon. I would imagine. I think with all the work Carl Loftus has put in in the offseason with Tom Bahali, which is, I think is awesome, uh, he's going to continue to uh, he's going to continue the tear he was on in the second half. Yeah, I, I, I think you know there was a lot of figuring things out. Um, that that happens. You know, he went through that rookie curve uh, in the first half that some rookies go through. Um, and he figured it out as he, uh, as he went on. Um, so I'm excited. Uh, I, I'm glad he's, uh, I'm glad he's picked up on that. Um, and I agree. I think he's going to pick up from where he left off. Um, yeah. Yeah. And that game should be a lot of fun next week. Uh, I'm not sure what you're referring to, Sean. I'm just getting, getting your comment now. So I apologize. God, I hope not. Somebody else asked me this early. I, Pray they. I, why would you sign Carson Wentz? Why? Um, I'm sorry. I just don't like. I thought he was great the year he was with the Eagles and got injured. The year the Eagles won the Super Bowl, essentially with Nick Foles. But after that, Carson Wentz was not the same man. He just wasn't. Um. Yeah. Uh, Scott's asking, what do you think about the trade with the Raiders? I think it's interesting that you're going to a division rival right now. You have this big issue with Chris Jones and what's one of the alternatives for you making a trade with a division rival. Now, again, we're not talking about, you know, trading someone of, um, Nick Bolton's caliber, um, or trading for Nick Bolton's caliber. This is a guy that probably a lot of people have never heard of, um, in, um, and Neil Farrell Jr. Uh, and again, the Chiefs sent a sixth round pick, which, you know, the Chiefs have done a good job with late round picks. But again, it's not the end of the world if you don't have one. Um, I don't I don't really think it's a big deal. But, you know, for this, the, the for the whole situation with Chris Jones, for them to go this route was was interesting to me. I don't think it's, it's a huge deal, but still, you know, you, you went to a division rival. Colt is asking, do you think if the Chiefs get a 20 to 25 below draft pick, should we go for a wide receiver? Oh, I don't know, Colt. Um, that is too early to say right now. Because if Justin Ross and Kadarius Tony, if those guys pan out, a wide receiver is probably one of the least uh, concerns for you. And again, you have Sky Moore and Richie Rice. So you've got a chance for uh, some receivers to really shine. Um, I know a lot of people want um, Marvin Harrison Jr. Uh, let's see. Let's see how he does in college. Let's see how the Chiefs do with their wide receivers. I think it's a little early to discuss um, to discuss that. <laughs> oh, man. CKM puts out some good memes, man. Um, he does. He does. Uh, MVS is 10.5 million. All the other guys are 2.5 million or less. Okay, good to know, Ed. I, I'll take your word for it. Um, yeah, Anthony, I, I don't disagree. I mean, you're not, you're not really seeing it, it, the, the situation is just a lost cause. It feels like, um, it would be, it would just be a complete surprise at this point. If he either showed up or they agreed to something, especially a cheap deal that would allow you to keep, um, to keep uh, the guys I mentioned, guys like uh, Legereus Steed, Creed Humphrey, Trey Smith, uh, a couple more comments and I'm going to get out of here guys. Uh, let's see. Would you trade Chris Jones for another player and a couple of first rounders and maybe, okay. If you're going to get 
a couple of first rounders and another player and another defensive tackle. Dude, this is some Chiefsaholic like criminal robbery going on here. Um, if you trade Chris Jones for multiple first round picks and two players, dude, you just committed robbery right there um, on a Chiefsaholic level. Um, yeah, to answer your question, Dan, yes, I would do. I, I will do that. My score, Scott. Boy, give me, give me, give, give me some time, Scott. Let me. Since you asked, though, I guess I got to answer. I say, boy, with that defense, I have, I have a lot of questions. Forty-one, thirty-one. Let's do it. Forty-one, thirty-one. That's my, that's my score. Uh, about to go off once Tony goes down. I, 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 I that'd be great. You know, hopefully uh, Tony doesn't go down, but I hope Sky Moore can still find some opportunities. Um, would you trade Jones for Dexter Lawrence in a first? Uh, I don't know. Sure. Why not? <laughs> I mean, it gets something out of him, I guess. I, I don't know. Listen, if you have a first, you, you get two for, you have two first round picks. That's good. You can be flexible with that. Just like how you were in 2022. Uh, let's keep Tony away from turns and allow him to focus on being. I agree. I agree with this. Uh, focus on being a wide receiver. Raquel's asking, did Ramihio make it? No, but there's a chance he might be on the practice squad or he might get brought back uh, after some initial uh, or after uh, the initial roster uh, is final, which it is finalized, but they might do some, uh, some adjusting here and there. Uh, a couple more. Uh, TJ says, I think realistically speaking, you are talking like, a defensive lineman, say uh, Dexter Lawrence, a four to fifth round pick and a first rounder for Jones. Um, yeah, I, I kind of what uh, Cold was saying. Um, yeah, I, I think uh, I think that's reasonable. Um, listen, the Chiefs have a lot of things to figure out. Do they are? I mean, are they in a hurry right now? Are they fine with him waiting? I, I don't know. This is just a weird, here's my thing. The the chiefs misread this and that's okay. I mean, it's not anyone's fault. Um, They just misread this. It happens. Uh, Brett Beach is still a great general manager. I've said many times that he's the best in football right now. Um, He's made some mistakes and this is one of them. Um, He must not have thought Chris Jones was serious about holding out. He must have Brett Beach must have thought that the $50,000 daily fine was going to scare Chris Jones from holding out this long. Obviously not. Um, It's getting to the point where Chris Jones is not only willing to continue taking $50,000 fines, but he's also willing to miss out on um, more than a million dollars per week. Just to make a point about getting 10 million more. Rich people, man. Rich people. <laughs> uh, last one here. Uh, at least a mid-first round pick. Well, we don't know that for sure right now, uh, Sean. Um, so that'd be a little tough. Uh, what's the thing I'm worried the most? Other than Chris Jones, it's a little hard to. It's a little hard to say. Not Chris Jones. What's the thing that worries me the most? I guess just the health for guys like Justin Ross and Kadarius Tony. That's the first thing that comes to mind. Um, because there, the wide receiver room has a lot of potential with a lot of guys there. Uh, the the two second round picks you have there in Sky Moore and Rasheed Rice, Kadarius Tony, Justin uh, Justin Ross, even Richie James is getting some hype. 
there's a lot of ifs there. So um, I'm just hoping that that um, that everything comes to fruition. Because if it does, my God, man, Mahomes is gonna ball, and you're gonna have a lot of haters crying. And I am excited for that. All right, I'm going to get out of here. Thank you guys so much for downloading and listening to this episode of The Chief Zone. Also, appreciate those who watched live on Facebook and on YouTube. We'll be back tomorrow. We're still going to do a Wednesday edition of The Chief Zone, talking more about the roster, more of your guys' comments, and any other updates that come with the Chiefs roster. We'll talk about all of that and much more tomorrow. Appreciate you guys watching and listening. Talk to you guys later. Take care.